Welcome to the Holistic Sex Podcast. I am Alexei Welsh and I teach holistic sex. And in this podcast, I'm going to help you discover a new kind of sex life beyond the outdated mainstream practice that no longer delivers to our true needs and dreams. A greater experience of sex full of love, beauty, connection, real nourishment, true enrichment, a real journey and deep fulfillment and a real happiness. It is time for us to leave behind what no longer works and move beyond it to what we are really capable of. Why sex fails in the relationship? Why sex uh, stops working later in the relationship after that initial attraction? Uh, I want you to know, first of all, that you're not alone. If you think that your neighbors are having amazing sex and you're not, if you are in that place, is definitely not the case. The vast majority of couples, with uh, uh, only few exceptions, will uh, uh, follow this pathway where they initially have you know really a passionate, amazing, strong sexual connection. They have sex all the time, frequently, and then later it's going to experience a major uh, slowdown. So when I say that uh, sex is not working in a relationship later, uh, I don't mean that it completely stops. Uh, there, are, there are variations of what happens. Uh, sometimes sex stops completely. People just don't have sex anymore. Sometimes people go into a conflict about it and they uh, have kind of conflictual uh, sex uh, frequently. Uh, sometimes, uh, most of the time perhaps, people retain some kind of a sex life that keeps going with some regularity, but it just has gone into a major decline. So it feels like it's set into some kind of a routine that feels quite mechanical, quite straightforward, just get to the orgasm. Uh, it feels quite lifeless. It probably doesn't give you so much. Uh, definitely doesn't feel you know, how it used to feel and doesn't feel how you would like it to feel now with the lover. Uh, sometimes uh, couples will uh, spontaneously, occasionally experience really great sex that felt really good for them. So it's not completely gone, but it will be quite infrequent. Uh, once in a blue moon, um, they will struggle to really make it consistent and an ongoing part of their relationship. So there is just a general feeling that you know sex uh, started off you know much more strongly, and now it has gone into some kind of a major decline or a shutdown uh, or a slowdown, um, and it just doesn't feel. Uh, as alive, as rich, as frequent as you would like it to be. Uh, And you would like it to uh, keep growing in your relationship because you're probably going to spend your life with your lover. So you would like sex to evolve and to be a really plentiful and really beautiful part of your energy together. So what happens? Why is it so inevitable? Why is it so unavoidable that pretty much uh, most couples, with a few exceptions, are destined to go from this uh, frequent and plentiful, amazing sex to such a major decline and a really hollow and lifeless sex life. What happens and why is it avoidable? Why does it not need to happen to you and you can totally avoid that? Now, the conventional wisdom will tell you that this is all very simple. You just need to make an effort to uh, keep that same sex going, uh, keep that initial passion alive by creating new things, novelties, new excitements, uh, keeping it fresh. And the reason couples go into the decline is because they just don't make enough effort uh, to make things more new and more fresh and more exciting uh, and to keep that initial passion going. And actually, it is the opposite. This is exactly what everybody's doing. Everybody's trying to follow that advice and everybody's failing. It is trying to keep to your initial sex life that actually kills your sex life later in the relationship. So what happens is that your relationship goes through major changes uh, from that initial phase. 
uh, when you first meet and you are attracted to each other, you're excited about each other, to uh, going into a, a really deeper, loving relationship where you are life partners and you're sharing a life together. Your relationship goes through major changes and your sex life as a part of your relationship also goes through major changes. You're going through major changes in sex, uh, in your physiology, in your chemistry, in how your body works, in your resources for sex, in your needs from sex, your emotional and relational needs, in the environment that you have for sex, uh, how the rest of the life affects you, uh, affects your sex life in the beginning, in that honeymoon phase, and later in a relationship. So there are a lot of changes. There are major changes. It's just life. Some of it is natural growth and evolution, which is what you want. You don't want to be stuck in the same place. Some of it is just realities of life and dealing with life and the way that life interacts with your relationship. But there are major changes. And uh, what happens is that people uh, do not adapt their uh, sexual practice to those changes. And they're essentially practicing sex from the past. Uh, from a stage where it worked really well for that particular situation, but it no longer works well for you now, and it doesn't even deliver to you the experience that you want now. So let's look first at the evolution of a typical sex life, a typical sexual relationship, how it moves through the phases, and what actually changes for you to understand this properly. So uh, I normally identify three large areas of changes uh, in your sexual relationship. Uh, and they kind of have different sources, but they're all happening at the same time in parallel. So first of all, uh, there are two kinds of uh, sexual relationships, so to speak. Uh, one is uh, when you meet and there is a lot of initial attraction, initial chemistry, uh, all that sexual energy, you're having a lot of sex, you know, um, it, it all feels really amazing. And then little by little that uh, is calming down. Uh, but not all couples start like this. Some couples start without a strong sexual connection. They might be together for other reasons primarily. So sex uh, initially doesn't really work very well. Maybe it doesn't really uh, feel uh, all that nice. So that's a bit of a different situation. And I will cover that situation uh, later as well. But let's start with the typical kind of romantic story that we all know. Uh, people meet, there's a massive initial attraction. And, um, you know, they are so sexually all over each other. They can't get enough of each other. They're having sex all the time. It's frequent. It's amazing, you know, spectacular. And then uh, fast forward a couple of years later, it's all fizzled out. You know, it's very infrequent. You know, when you meet, um, it's kind of quite mechanical. It's a routine to get to the orgasm, tick it off. It's done. You're not getting much out of it. And you kind of reminisce about how things used to be. So what happens? First of all, chemistry. When you first meet, there is a massive influx of chemistry uh, into your system. And people kind of underestimate what that means. They think, oh, chemistry, chemistry. But it changes everything about you. It's a, such a massive impact. They're really powerful drugs, more powerful than any A-class drugs. You are having sex on really powerful drugs for months. They're performance-boosting drugs. Uh, they change everything about how your system works, you know, how much sex you can have and how spontaneously it happens, how easily you get turned on, how everything feels. Plus, there is all that novelty and excitement about a new person, exploration, which also psychologically really boosts those drugs even more. So this changes everything. It changes completely your sexual technique. You don't need a lot of technique. Everything happens by itself. You know, that energy throws you into sex. You don't really need a technique for arousal a lot of the time. You can 
come as many times as you want without being depleted. You can have really intense, passionate sex and it's not draining or tiring for you because of those drugs. And people get used to it and people think, well, this is how sex is supposed to be. And then later, why is sex not how it is supposed to be? Because uh, people interpret this initial uh, chemistry as your baseline, but it is not your baseline. If you have ever experienced that, you know that you know your life was nothing like normal in that phase. So um, this is actually a spike off the baseline. And this is not your normal uh, state of your system. So uh, this state of your system can't last for very long. Uh, nature has designed it for, uh, to be temporary. Uh, for some people, it lasts for a few months. For other people, maybe a bit longer, a year or two. But this so-called honeymoon period is going to end. And basically what that means is that you know, you're still together, you're still into each other, but your resources, your chemistry, your physiology comes back to normal. So you just have a, a different uh, way your body works, how you respond to sexual uh, stimulation, the energy you have for sex. So uh, that changes, your resources change. It basically means that the way sex used to work is not going to work now because uh, you used to do it on very powerful drugs, which really changed how sex works. And now without those drugs, you have to do something different in sex to make it work. Uh, the second area uh, that changes uh, as your relationship evolves is your needs. So what you're experiencing in sex, you meet and uh, you're excited. It's a new person, new exploration. It's a fantasy. It's a new life. Uh, later in a relationship, you are with a, a love partner. You are with a life partner. It is somebody you love. It is somebody that you have a really deep connection with. You have a soulful sharing with. Uh, you take care of each other. You nurture each other. You enrich each other. You're experiencing life together. This is a different relationship. Uh, so what you feel in sex in the beginning, uh, in that honeymoon phase, uh, is different from what you actually want to feel in sex later in that different uh, part of your relationship. Uh, you want to have a different experience with your lover in sex. So this is what I call emotional and relational needs from sex are changing. And then the third um, area that changes a lot is life, <laughs> the way life gets in the way. So in the beginning, uh, in that honeymoon period, life doesn't really get in the way because you're prioritizing sex. You know, it's this whole new adventure. You're putting other things on hold. You know, your friends haven't heard from you. You know, you're not doing your work and whatever uh, because, you know, you're just living it up. Um, and life doesn't affect you so much. All the stresses of life and, um, you know, the busyness of life, uh, the, the, the struggle for energy that we normally experience kind of, you know, is on hold uh, at that point because you are full of drugs. You know, it doesn't really affect you so much or because you don't let it come in the way. So again, later in a relationship, that changes. Uh, sex can't be, you know, the most important thing in life forever. Uh, it's important, but, you know, there are also other priorities, other commitments. Uh, you want to do other things together uh, because your relationship has evolved. Uh, you need to do a lot of other things. So you start struggling a lot more for time and for energy. And life starts affecting you a lot more. You become a lot more vulnerable to your sexual feelings being affected by, you know, how stressful the day was, how tiring it was, how busy your head uh, uh, is, etc. Because you don't have those drugs in your body anymore. So it's just normal you, your normal resources. So you get affected a lot more in your sex life by life um, than you were before in the honeymoon period. And I haven't even brought children into the picture yet. But if you've got kids, this is all multiplied 10 times. This effect is multiplied 10 times. Now look, 
there is nothing you can do to prevent these changes. No couple in the world can prevent these changes. This is uh, the way things have been designed. And this is how we are as human beings. This is the path that we follow. This is the evolution that we follow. Uh, part of these changes is natural growth, natural evolution. When we first meet, it's all very nice. It's exciting. It's a new person. But we also so yearn to go deeper, to go into a greater experience, into a greater relationship together, to get closer. Uh, this is where we go. And this is one uh, part of this transformation, a different relationship, different needs. And partly it is just life. You know, this is the way life is designed. This is the way life works. There is nothing you can do about that. It will happen to you. You might like it. You might not like it. You might try to, you know, stop it. You might, you know, be upset that it's happening, but it will happen. You cannot prevent life changes. Don't believe anybody who's telling you lies that you can just keep things exactly the same as they were in the beginning if you uh, just make enough effort, if you keep things interesting and fun. Things cannot be like, the, like they are in the beginning. They will always be like they are now. You will go forward. You will never go back. But what is true is that you don't need to accept and resign some kind of a decline. You can go with the changes. You can change with the changes. You can change your sexual practice to adapt to these changes and to work even better for the next uh, phase of your sex life to give you an even greater experience, to embrace completely that you're experiencing a new phase of your sex life. But I want you to really understand and really summarize what is happening here. This is a major transformation. It's a, it's a 180 degrees uh, turnaround. Um, when you first meet, you have all that energy bursting out of you. It is throwing you into sex. You don't have to do anything. You're just following on instinct. Uh, you don't ask yourself why. You just really want it and it's all happening. It's all really easy. You don't need to do much. And you have lots and lots of energy for it. When that initial chemistry and novelty has gone, which it does... Couples find themselves at a crossroad. What now? If you want the same experience, it is not available with the same person. You have to move on and do the same thing with somebody new because only in that place there will be that initial surge of chemistry and novelty. Or you decide that you want to spend your life with this person and you want to have sex with each other. But now uh, this is not driven by just an impulse and instinct and loss of energy. Now you decide to have sex. You decide to continue your sex life because it is important to you, because it is valuable to you, because you know it makes you feel good. It is an important part of your relationship. But now it doesn't drive you. It doesn't throw you into sex. You create it. You create the experience that is good for you. This is such a major turnaround. You have to understand this. And at this point, it becomes important. Well, what for? Why are we doing this? Why are we keeping it going? What does it give us? That wasn't a question before. You were just doing it from instinct. Now, there is a reason for having a sex life. What should it give you? So it becomes important what is the value of the sex life. And then it becomes important how easily it fits into your sex life, how you know, practical it is, you know, how would it work now in that different chemistry, that different physiology. And as I mentioned, if you're a couple who initially didn't have a, a strong chemical uh, attraction, strong chemistry, uh, and, and sex was kind of like not working very well, then you are in this place from the very beginning. You are already at that place where you decide to have a sex life because you want it to be a good experience. It's not driven by some a lot of natural chemistry. Uh, you create that experience consciously because it means something to you. So you are essentially having relationship sex from the very beginning. So look, you can see that as you move on from the honeymoon period to relationship sex, you are in a different state 
in a different physiology. Your body works differently. Your body reacts differently. You have different chemistry. Uh, you have different resources, different energy for sex. Life affects you differently. You have different needs in sex, emotional and relational needs. So this needs a completely different practice, different technique, different approach, different experience of sex, different value from sex. So sex needs to change in major ways, and then it will really work well uh, for your current physiology and state and your life and your environment, and it will give you a lot more of what you need now together. But obviously, that doesn't happen. Uh, the advice that people normally get is that you need to keep the initial passion alive. You need to try to do something to keep that kind of sex going. So, you know, you are artificially stimulating it with novelties, with new, with, uh, new tricks, with, you know, some kind of a new stimulus. We are holding on to that past picture, you know, wanting to stay there as our relationship evolves and life changes around us. This is what really runs a sex life into the ground. Uh, because if you keep having sex later in a relationship in the same way as uh, you were having it in the beginning, uh, it simply will not work for you because it was meant to be for that energy and for that chemistry. And it simply will not deliver what you want now. Uh, you will find at this point that uh, this technique from before doesn't work very well. It doesn't engage your body very well. It's quite an ineffective and poor technique really because you didn't need a good technique before you were high on drugs. So now... Uh, you don't have a technique to really engage the body, uh, to really arouse it well, uh, to create really good quality of uh, sexual energy. Uh, you will find that the technique from before is really draining. It wipes you out because it was meant uh, to shed a lot of sexual energy. And now you're using it uh, in a much kind of lower state of physiology and chemistry. Uh, and it's actually having a depleting effect. And you need something the opposite that actually nourishes you, regenerates you, revitalizes you. And this technique is not working at all. Uh, you will find that uh, the previous technique from sex is really heavy on your system, really heavy on your physiology. It takes a lot of working up, takes a lot of resources, a lot of effort uh, from your system uh, again because you had uh, that before on drugs uh, and now uh, sex is just really difficult it feels really heavy if it doesn't take a lot of time then it takes a lot of kind of body energy and effort you will find that you are trying to do some kind of fun and thrills and adventure uh, and it feels kind of out of sync it feels like it's not really the relationship you have now uh, you're trying to achieve some kind of a greater deeper needs by doing that and it feels quite hollow it feels quite shallow and it feels irrelevant to you at this point so your relationship has evolved life has changed but your sex has been left behind and it's now a practice that is out of date that doesn't work for your body doesn't work for your energy doesn't doesn't deliver to you what you want, doesn't work in your life. Now, uh, you are not aware of it, of course, consciously. Uh, you don't know this. You just try and really hard to have sex. You're trying really hard to stimulate it. The more you try, the more uh, you run it into the ground because the more depleting effect it has. Um, and uh, what happens is that you simply um, start avoiding sex. You simply feel too tired for sex or like it's a bit of a burden. Uh, because it just feels like a lot of stress, a lot of work, and um, not a lot of value. You don't really feel like it's giving you that much. Now, if you change your sexual practice in the right ways, then you never have to say goodbye to your sex life. Your sex life can keep growing forever for the rest of your relationship. It will keep being sustainable. It will keep taking you to new places. It will be amazing, beautiful, really nourishing, really enriching sex life. It will probably even give you more in some ways than uh, the sex you had in the beginning. 
Uh, and what's more is that you don't have to completely give up on one thing and start another. Uh, if you nourish your sex life well, if you give it what it needs, if you uh, revitalize it and you uh, make it sustainable, then you will create that sexuality, that sexual energy in it. And um, uh, some of that sex from your honeymoon phase, the kind of the fun and thrilling and passionate and adventurous sex will remain a part of your sex life because it will be a natural expression of that strong sexual energy sometimes. So you absolutely don't need to resign that sex ends in a relationship. It totally doesn't need to, but it does need to change. Now, if you want to understand in detail how exactly your sex in a relationship needs to change. Have a look at the page for my course Relationship Sex. This is a unique program designed specifically for dynamics in long-term relationships that gives the complete practice to how sex in relationship needs to be to deliver the real value that you need from it, to work with your current energy, with your current situation, to fit it into your life really easily to give you a much more enriching experience than before. This is probably the only course out there that is not just about sex, but it is about sex specifically for long-term relationships. So it will tell you everything that you actually need to do in practice. And then if that makes sense to you, then you can consider getting it and learning it. The problem is that uh, people can't learn relationship sex. It's a completely different practice on totally different techniques, different energy principles. Uh, everything works differently. Um, but we don't have that uh, practice in our culture. Uh, because all sex that you see out there in the media is sex for the new person's sex. It's all about that new passionate excitement. It only works if you're high on sexual energy, all the sexual technique uh, that you see out there. The definition of relationship sex in our culture is not a different kind of sex that serves relationships better. It is basically having the same kind of sex that you had in the beginning with any new exciting person or even a one-night stand. But you basically uh, are able to talk about sex to each other a bit more. All sex you learn is meant to stimulate this newness and excitement and high intensity and high energy. So the strategy is not to grow, to transform, to evolve. It is to preserve exactly the kind of sex you had in the beginning. But when it stops uh, being natural, uh, to try to stimulate it artificially with all those novelties and excitements and new tricks and new games. If you think about it, you're essentially encouraged to simulate being somebody you are not. To simulate a relationship that you are not. Uh, a relationship where you were a long time ago, but you are now in a different relationship and you're supposed to pretend that you're still new and exciting to each other rather than what you really are now to each other, which is not something smaller or something inferior. Uh, it's most likely something greater but you're encouraged to pretend to be somebody you're not at this point in your relationship. And the more you're trying this strategy of simulating this newness, like, you know, you've just met, like you just knew hot, exciting strangers, the further into the relationship you go, the more this diverges from your real relationship, the more discrepancy there is, the more it feels like something that is out of sync, and the more you're likely to check out of sex. This is not a growth mindset, and sometimes it will work for some time, but most of the time, Change always wins. And if you are not changing with change, you are left behind.